0: Thanks for choosing to spend time in the studio with Michael Card. What you're about to hear in this podcast was recorded several years ago in Franklin, Tennessee. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed since this was first broadcast, the messages discussed in these conversations still ring true. Check out what's new with Michael's ministry when you visit michaelcard.com, or connect via Facebook or Twitter when you search for Michael Card. And let us know your reaction to what you've discovered from this classic edition. In the studio. This is in the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepard, and Michael is imitating me in the background here. How so, hard can it be? <laughs> I don't know if if listeners knew what I put up with here on on the program behind the scenes. Uh, you
1: learn
2: humility by
0: being humiliated. <laughs> well, we have somebody who can give it right back to you in the studio oh, with us today. You know that, right? Scott Rowley said right here. My best friend in that's right. all well, that, the
2: world. That's the greatest form of flattery is to mock somebody we've we've, <laughs> we've made a living out of it. <laughs> Mocking right. each other. Scott, it's, how you doing? Oh, it's it's great to be here. I'm doing very well. I understand you, you traveled all the way to
0: Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes, recently. I was recently
2: in Grand Rapids doing the wedding of my niece, Gracie Rowley, who is a beautiful young woman who was married off last week. And uh, we're so excited. I got a quick story to tell you about in the studio. Uh-huh. Uh, we were unloading. I was actually singing at the wedding. And uh, we were unloading guitars. And I was carrying a guitar into the, the Marriott Hotel. And uh there was a band that was playing there, and a bunch of people all kind of lined up, and there was a, a taxi driver, and a wonderful man who came up to me, approached me, and asked me about music, and then we found out that he was a gospel singer. Oh, he and saw I, you carrying a guitar. He did. He yeah. saw this guitar, and he asked me about music, and I said, I was going to play at the wedding. So he said, I'm also a musician, and I said, what kind of music? He said, gospel. Very proud. And <laughs> I was very encouraged, and I said, well, tell me more. He told me a lot, then he asked me where I was from, and I told him I was from Franklin, Tennessee. And he goes, what What church? And I said I go to Christ Community. He goes Christ Community. He goes. Uh, he goes. Buddy Green, uh, Michael Card, uh, Danny Denson, M D Hands Fellowship. And I mean, I just was amazed. And then finally, I just went. I'm Scott Roley. He says, No,
0: no. And um, see, your fame precedes yeah, you. Yeah, it was
2: a pretty pretty important moment for me. Uh, what was so great was he just talked about in the studio and what it meant to him driving in his taxi. Well, you
0: got to tell us his name.
2: Yeah, I want to give a special, special Father's Day shout-out to Nolas Moss. All right, and Nolas. Nolas, wherever you are right now, you need to know what a joy you are to us yep. and what you've meant to the guys in the studio. And we've all talked about it and talked about you, and we're praying for you that this next uh, fair, whoever it is, that you're going to share Christ with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, wonderful. We wondered who our listener was, Michael. It's Noah's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a great story. Yeah. Well, we, we've got the two of you in the studio together, best friends for 30-some mm. years, right? Yes, yep. yes. And going to be that way forever. That's right. All right, yep. But we've got to sing. You you two have to sing. We, I'm, not, I'm not a part of this. You two have you to sing be in the studio. You could <laughs> be if you just would. <laughs> You'd have to teach me how. Yeah. Um, you're going to do the walk?
2: Yes, this is a song that... It's a lyric that Mike uh, providentially uh, brought to me. We we've kind of negotiated it, but uh, terrific's just an amazing Michael Carr lyric as always. And um, he captured for me uh, certainly what he and Bill Lane enjoyed in their walk together as brothers, as as father son, and as as brothers. Mm-hmm. But it's also for me coming off the road, as you know. I don't travel with Mike anymore. It's been years now, and. And what is I what I have found is that this simple walk uh, certainly with Jesus mm-hmm. is what is the sustaining and central to my life. Amen. And that's that's what the song is
0: about. Scott rolling on guitar, Michael Card at the piano, the walk in the studio.
2: My eyes see your wondrous and gentle creation. My feet feel the moss. And the grass and the stones My ears hear the preaching of Jack in the pulpit The road is behind me, at last I am home The joy of the walk Is so badly needed Far from the strife To simply be with you And rest in the hope that What today is a walk Will always be my life The molehills that kept me from seeing you clearly The tempest in the teapot that clouded my mind And all of the burdens you asked me to give you Now lay at your feet and the feeling is fine The joy of the walk so badly needed Far from the strife To simply be with you and rest in the hope but today is a walk, will always be my life. Now the struggle goes on, just to rest, be still and quiet. When I wait on you, a simple walk is where I find it. Thanks to the peace In the joy of your presence The weight of the world Is pushed away for a while And the ancients who promised If we'd give you an inch Were so right when they said You'd come running a mile The joy of the walk Is so badly needed Far from the strife To simply be with you And rest in the hope Today is a walk, will always be my life My eyes see your wondrous and gentle creation My feet feel the moss and the grass and the stones My ears hear the preaching of Jack in the pulpit The road is behind me, at last I am home
0: Got Roly, Michael Card. Thank you guys. I messed up on the end. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
2: I, I don't think there is an end. Well, we've actually never only really played this one time, yeah. other than this. So well, I don't think there is an end. Well, I could
1: usually see you. My back was to him. That's my excuse. My back was to him that time.
2: <laughs> well, the fact that I wasn't listening to you is the other. <laughs> well, is the no, other the reason. big problem
1: was I was
0: listening to you. So. Ninety-five yeah. percent of us never would have known that if you hadn't. Well, it's that
1: five percent so. though that we're yeah. always trying to please. <laughs> that's right.
0: You know, as you're saying, I never do. <laughs> that's right. You're saying that. I'm thinking about it being Father's Day weekend. Mm, you know, that's right. the walk a yeah. father with his children. Yeah, you know, right. That's, that's, that's right. Very appropriate song. Thanks, yeah. Scott Rowley. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you're
2: welcome.
0: Um, what else is going on in your life, Scott? Well, we are at the church. Um, Working on
2: our senior leadership, of course Scotty Smith, who is n- no stranger to our in the studio audience, um, is now our founding pastor at christ community church and uh, i 'm moving into a more uh, senior role and i 've been the interim senior pastor, so we 're in the midst of all that and i 'm um, excited about it because I think the the reality of our of our coming together uh, in the community and I think the things that we 've longed for for years um, we're We're attempting to uh, put more into place, so I think the centrality of the gospel you know and and what we've believed uh and that's been central to us now um i hope is is a part of what this very uh the walk and all that it implies is so.
0: really is interesting we, we um we applaud churches everywhere that are doing a good job, and Christ Community is one of those. But in certain places around the country, they're just sort of sort of lead churches, unofficial lead churches almost. You know what I mean, Mike?
1: Yeah, I think we when we were on the road, we used to see that there was a church in Cortland, New York, or there still is a church in Cortland, New York, where it just seems like the gospel is, you know, taking root. I was just in a church uh, up uh, outside of Baltimore, same sort of thing. It just it just seems to be the, the majority of the people kind of get it, and. Uh, and, uh, and we know a good that thing. yeah,
2: we know that the the emerging culture, the emerging young people today that are growing up think very differently than we do, and I think mm-hmm. some of the issues that our church has not wrestled with, for instance the environment mm-hmm. uh, racial reconciliation mm-hmm. uh, the multicultural sense of our of our United States this is uh, predominantly in the news through our immigration law and reform. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that is a part of what young people want to see in an authentic Christian experience. They want yeah. words and deeds. Mm-hmm. They want community.
1: And what we need to do is, is, is make that make sense in, through the incarnation. I mean, you, you want to, you know, Scott's the one that taught me. Let's, you want to talk about reconciliation? Mm-hmm. That's the gospel. The gospel is God reconciling to himself, you know, uh, us. And you want to talk about a care for the environment? Let's talk about Jesus as Lord of creation. I mean, through him we can come to a a genuine understanding of that. I mean, we can really help people understand these issues. That's right,
2: which is why even our greatest evangelical leaders, you know, the loss of Jerry Falwell, which we're very sad to see a brother pass, but thrilled that he's in heaven now in the the church triumphant. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that race issues for him and for Dr. Graham and Mm -hmm. others, they were really the issue that was uh, was kind of swept aside. It was yeah. not. It was an, an ignored issue. Yeah. And these are the things that we've got to be willing to address. We yeah. can't be angry at the culture. We can't hate the culture. We've yeah. got to work within the culture.
0: Yeah. When you were riding the bus with Mike Carr, did you ever see yourself as a pastor, Scott?
2: No, not until he threw me off no, the but, bus. But, <laughs> but,
0: but I did the whole time. Yeah, every did,
2: yeah. Every
1: day he was a pastor. He was yep. ministering to people. Total strangers on elevators, Well, you know? we'd,
2: yeah, we'd have these problems yeah. where at the n- end of the night, you know, Mike's always been accessible, but these lines of people, and we would just be exhausted until some, sometimes one in the morning, oh. praying with people, talking, not leaving until the last person was ministered to. And that's when Mike gently was very gracious about this, but he said, you know, you pastor these people. And I thought, who is pastoring them? Who is? Yeah. And then it dawned on me, I have a whole group of people back in Franklin yeah. that this is what I need to do, is be there every night, be there every day, Yeah. You know? He kicked you off the bus one he time? He did, yeah. He threw my bags off the bus. That was that was pretty much it. That, I was thick-headed. I didn't really get the idea. What are he friends for? Said, Scott, I love you very much, but here's your bags, and they're in the parking lot.
0: How'd you so. get
1: home?
2: I don't remember. You no, know, Linda had, picked you up. Oh, that's right. Linda.
1: Well, let me tell you the, 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 the well, true here's the story, real, the story. Here's the real okay, story. it used to be... Actually, Scott and I drove the bus. He was the only other driver that I... Who was a, he's a great driver. He's one of the finest automobile drivers I've ever known <laughs> in my life. He was the only other person I could actually sleep while he was driving because i trusted him enough so he and i did all the driving and i don't know how many guys were on the five six seven eight guys so when we got home in those days i didn't have this idea that we'd all meet in a parking lot we get on the bus and go i would take everybody home okay so the i'm i'm going by seven people's homes and dropping them off and scott's the last one because he leaves lives closest to me and i you know i we get home at noon, and I wouldn't get home till 5 o'clock, because I'm taking everybody all over Nashville. And no, none of us
2: would yeah. say to him, hey, Mike, no other artist does this. Yeah, you know, Nobody else does this, only you, because it was like nice taxis. Yeah.
0: Servant leadership right there. I guess.
1: <laughs> but I remember, it. we stopped in some parking lot, and yeah. I said, get off my bus, and I threw his bags out the window, and Linda picked him up.
2: Yeah, no hard feelings. I actually <laughs> considered that a privilege. So.
1: Well, obviously, your friendship survived. Yeah, so. I was oh, lucky yeah. to still be there, yeah. so I mean, you know.
0: Maybe it strengthened it, huh?
1: Yeah. No, but I, I remember another discussion in the parking lot of the old church. And That's I right. said, Scott, you're a pastor. You're, you know, mm-hmm. if if ever there was a pastor. Because everywhere we go on the road, it, to, to this day, when I go back, the first question is, Where's Scott? Yeah. Is Scott with you? Yeah. You know, it's not. Will you play this song? Or I remember those days a great when you travel con-
0: together and came to yeah. Chicago oh, one true. time? I remember and, and that. Everybody,
1: yeah. everybody, want to know where's Scott yeah. because yeah. Scott was the person who was connecting with people at a heart level, and and
2: he and he's doing that now.
0: Well, you guys are so connected with each other. Um, I don't know how we get to this next song, except to say that you're still working together on music, right? Well,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. Let me set this yeah. up. This is kind of odd because, uh, you know. This, you may never, ever hear this again. This this is truly one of those weird moments. Mike has been teaching at church um, on slavery, and, um, and he had been calling it a better freedom. So I've been kind of saying, we need to write a song. Of course, I was saying, really, <laughs> you, you need it. to write a song <laughs> called <laughs> A Better Freedom. Yeah. He said, well, let's just try it. We'll see. And this has been several months now that we've been working. And Anyway, something came to me, so I decided to write it down, thinking, "All right, I'll bump this against Mike, and we'll, we'll, like we always write, one usually brings something, and then we'll we'll kind of find a way to make it." We finish each other's songs is what we do,
0: and um, and sentences, and sentences, (laughs) totally, Uh, and lives probably.
2: But uh, yeah, as uh, as this song began to emerge, it uh, was out of this amazing teaching, and I just think, yeah, I got to applaud my brother. I just think Jesus uses him, as all of you that are listening. That's why we have Michael Card in the studio. That, that God doesn't call us from our slavery to sin to sort of a self-centered, I'm going to do what I want. Hmm. He takes us from a, a slavery to sin to a slavery to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's a better freedom. And so that's where this emerged. It was just Mike's, Mike, Mike's marvelous uh, my
0: marvelous. So teaching. this is the premiere right here. A Better Freedom, Scott Rowley in the studio.
2: Christ revealed himself to me enslaved my soul to set me free chained to him at calvary to find a better freedom christ gave me a brand new heart made both the law and license dark a shining slavery did impart to find a better freedom A better freedom is not known Though we turn over every stone A better freedom can't be found From high and low and up and down Those who follow find a better freedom We never can be truly free Apart from His community The Incarnation lets us see the path to better freedom. Our hearts might search forevermore in hopes of finding open doors. They lead us to a life restored that is a better freedom. A better freedom is not known, though we turn over every stone. A better freedom can not be found From high and low and up and down Those who follow find a better freedom Come with him and find a better freedom Follow me and find
0: time it's been heard can't be the last time Mm. though michael what do you think
1: oh no no you gotta teach it to me now
2: (laughs) you gotta make it work
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you scott a better freedom we are slaves to christ right right that's great
2: speechless you Mm. left me speechless
3: Mm.
2: well it's a great it's a great understanding yeah you know to be to be able to call a master one of the great things you do is yeah and again our brother denny and others have taught us but you've really captured that idea that yeah. he's our master
1: yeah. yeah that's what lord when we call jesus lord in fact i just lately found out that lord means owner oh. he's our owner the first <laughs> meaning of the word kurios was owner wow so he you know the most ancient confession of the church christos kurios jesus is lord jesus mm. he owns us Wow. isn't that a cool idea yeah
2: it's really amazing yeah
0: Mike, we've talked to you about yeah. writing songs like that, uh, Scott. When you write a song, I mean, does it sort of you mulled over for months or weeks, mm-hmm. or yeah. sometimes um, minutes, or how does well, that work? Well, sometimes
2: minutes, but I think there's there's just you know the craft is there. You write out a bunch of thoughts, and then there's a craft. And Mike actually doesn't know this, but he actually taught me how to write songs. That's why it sounds just like I stole one of his songs, <laughs> and that's what it is, you know. And uh, but there's there's a technique in it, and and. Uh, you know, I could tell you that technique, but then we'd have to kill you. <laughs> no, I think songwriting oh, is a please, gift. Mr. Mike, well, Mike you, and I, yeah. It's something you carry with that's you right.
1: all the time, right. and I yeah. think that's what I used to see with Scott. Because you, you were the first other—I mean, I always had notebooks of ideas. And he's a note-taker. He's always got his ideas and lines, and, and uh, that's one of the first things we saw that we had in common. We, we met 30 years ago in right. five minutes— we were best friends, right. and it's been like that ever since. So we were just sort of yeah, different. What brothers of a different mother? Twin? Yeah. Was it?
2: Yeah, twin brothers, <laughs> brothers of, of a, a different, different mother. mother. Yeah. yeah, I think we've been talking a lot about empty hands or other relational groups, and. There are men. There are seasons when men come together, and you guys know this—that you give your heart to somebody, you really feel close, and then you can literally go for years without seeing them. And mm-hmm. again, they can come back into your life. I know Phil Keggy has mm-hmm. that kind of relationship with you. There are guys out there that—but I never, I never see him. But yeah, but what's but, strange is we just never left each other. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just about the time we should have, we should have not seen each other again for yeah. ten or fifteen years. It just never happened. Yeah, and I think that's because we both were committed to the community here, and yeah. that's where you say. I don't care whether I'm in your band. I don't care whether I'm with you on the road. You are, and I am with you, and when we're, we're not on the road, we're together. Yeah. And that's that, that's that lifelong, you know, it's like a marriage.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it's really not about, it's actually not about our happiness. It's really about our holiness. It's the mm-hmm. holiness that Christ is that as we reach to him, we find this relationship. And it is fulfilling, and yeah. it does have... It does bring accountability, and it does the things that you want a friendship to
0: you do. You make each other a better man. You do. You make each yeah. other a better
2: man. We, yeah. I could go on a hundred ways how Mike has helped me in a yeah. brief moment just change, think differently, be a better person. Yeah. Same, same here. Yeah. I
1: don't know how many times when there was a, 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 a temptation on the road or, right. you know, just, I mean, a thousand different ways something could have gone. And, uh, and you know, that, that connection with Scott... Help me to see. I mean, right. It's not what would Scott do. What would Jesus do? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's usually what would Scott do, and then I do the, the opposite, opposite thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. that exactly right. Or what would
0: Scott kill me for? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. kind of thing where Mike
2: would call me, and you know, in a hotel room, and he'd say, "Are you alone?" Yeah, and I'd say, "Yes, thank you for asking." Me. You know. <laughs> yeah. And are you watching the proper channel? Yeah. And I'd say, "Yes, Good. thank you for asking." Yeah. You know. I mean, it's the it's like hard questions, but they're the ones we have got to ask each other as men. Yeah. Truly, as brothers, and I hope that's not too salty for us no, for no. a show like this. But okay. that—that's what it's really it's about. Just reality, isn't that's right. it? Yeah, and I right. think
0: an important word on a Father's Day weekend too—that we Absolutely. be the kind of men mm. that can be, mm. you know, passing these things these things on to our sons. That's right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And daughters, that's and right. daughters. daughters can that's see right. that here's absolutely here's a guy that I'm safe with, and right. what is you know that, I think that's that's again that's I think everything I learned about being a father I learned from Scott because he he's about you know he's a five five six years in front I, of I'm me I'm
2: seventy five
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so he would you know he was raising little kids when we were first thinking about having kids yeah and so when we were on the road together every night no matter I mean he was so tired he couldn't hold his head up he would call home he would put everyone of his kids to bed. Hey, Emily, how you doing, Matt? Oh yeah. What'd you do today? And he listened endlessly to what they did that day, and then he'd fall asleep. And I saw that because we yeah. were sharing, you
2: know, sharing a room most of the time. Yeah. And uh, and of course, I really have yeah. to say this. Mike Card is a phenomenal father. Right. And if you get to meet his kids, if you have the privilege of meeting his children, they're just amazing people. And it has. He's he is a and because in those days he was not interested in kids. No, uh-uh. he would say I don't want that. You know? <laughs> no. and it turned Your out. Kids would be glad to hear that. Mike. no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. No, they, they know this. <laughs> they know this story, but they, they also know that when Will was conceived and when, when, when Susan was ready to have Will, there was no greater man on earth than yeah, my card. Yeah, he was at no her side. No happier man, huh? Yeah, there was no happier man, and yeah, he has loved Will cool. Brennan Card with, uh, with a great love and all that's of his children. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, again, I think that's such an appropriate message for us to get out here on Father's Day weekend, yeah. and I think it's appropriate to ask you guys to sing our final song here in the studio with Scott today okay. yeah. called Brother to Brother. How appropriate, yeah. huh? you,
1: you got to sing it, though, because i got no microphone. That's right.
0: Okay, Mike's going to turn around. He's going to turn his back to us again and play the yeah, piano. I don't
1: have to see you to play this. Right. Well, can you play it in G? G. Okay.
0: Brother to Brother, Scott Rowley, Michael Card in the studio. Scott, thanks for being here today.
2: very welcome. It's a blessing. Uh, this is for all the men. You know we are brothers. We share the same calling. I need you to lean on. If I should start falling With words of forgiveness That heal and restore me Brother to brother I need your love I will stand with you Always before you Knowing that mercy Keeps us closer each day If we must be apart In my heart I will hold you Brother to brother Keeping the faith. You know my weakness, you hear my confession. But you don't condemn me, you show me compassion. You always strengthen, you always encourage. Brother to brother, you make me strong. I will stand with you, always before you, knowing that mercy keeps us closer each day. If we must be apart, in my heart I will hold you, brother to brother,
3: keeping the faith.
2: Love is the music ocean, it moves every mountain and crosses the ocean, it's healing the heartache and bearing the burdens, brother to brother, singing this song, I will stand with you, I will always be for you, knowing that mercy keeps us closer each day, if we must be apart, in my heart I will hold Brother to brother, keep him...
0: You guys sing that song like you really mean it, and I know you do. Brother to Brother, Michael Card and Scott Rowley. Thanks, guys. Michael, an email here from a listener who Mm -hmm. heard our prayer program. Remember we did the uh, Men of the Empty Hands in the studio here, and we all prayed together? Is this the one from Sharon? Yes. Uh I'm looking at it, too. Yeah. She says, uh, I feel like you have touched the heartstrings of our Lord by bringing all your brothers and ethnicities and praying for the church around the world. She says, I love the prayer by the Native American. Mm -hmm. That was Bill Miller. Yep. Yep, who's going to be on a program with us next week, Mm -hmm. I think. Good. Sharon says, I was convicted about how shallow I am when I pray. I really only see what is around me. This is a big world with big needs. I used to serve in a mission board in another church, and I no longer serve there. She says, I'm struggling with stingy prayers because I'm stuck in the four corners of our building and our area. And she says, that's a Midwestern small community. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't need to feel that way.
1: Well, absolutely not. I mean, that's the the great thing about prayer, the way it transcends, you know, uh, in Hebrews pray for those who are in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners that you don't have to go to the prison to to be their fellow prisoners I mean I, in prayer I can weep with those who weep around the world I can be you know joined with them that's it's what prayer is about mm-hmm.
0: yeah Sharon thanks for your note to us yeah. at in the studio at michaelcard.com here's another from a brother in Christ that's the way he signs oh, it yeah. Rodney who says he's been downloading the podcast of the program for about six to eight months Mm. and using it as part of my meditation during my 30-minute commute to work in the morning. Good man, good man. Thanks for mentioning that and using the program in that way. But listen to Rodney's prayer request. I recently found out that my marriage has reached a couple of serious bumps in the road for all intents and purposes of this world. My wife and I should probably be divorced, but the power of the grace of Jesus seems to have uh, keep us together. Uh Uh, And he says, I just want to keep you aware of this so you can pray for my wife and I.
1: In that in that uh need that he would want us to know. I mean yeah. in, in the world you would keep all that a secret, but mm-hmm. a brother like this, a brother in someone who signs himself off a of brother in Christ says, Hey, I'm hurting, I'm having problems in this area of my life and I want you guys to pray for me. Yeah. And that's part of that freedom, that better freedom that uh mm-hmm. Scott, Scott saying about, a few sang about. Ago. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, would you pray for Rodney? Yeah, right let's down?
1: do. Yeah. Lord, uh, we come before you on behalf of our brother, and we ask that you would uh, make yourself just unusually present in uh, the relationship between himself and his wife. Uh, we don't know what the details are, but, Lord, you know. You know what married love is supposed to look like. So uh, we just lift their marriage. We lift up their hearts to you as your sons and uh, your your daughters, and we pray for, for healing for them. Um, And even this moment as we pray, we ask that they would both just have a special touch from you and and a special sense of of your your special love for them. In your name, Jesus, we ask.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you for your emails. Again, the Mm -hmm. address is in the studio at (laughs) michaelcard.com. Well, it's almost break time, but before the break, Michael, think about what's coming up next. Kay Eves is going to join us here in the studio. That's a very special treat for us. We knew John, her late husband, who was our guest a couple of times. John had been on the program and shared with us, as almost literally as he was dying
1: with cancer, shared with us the victory that he had over cancer and being a a follower
0: of Jesus. Kay will update
1: us on her life
0: and ministry these days, and then Larry Warren joins us in the second half of the program as
1: Well, So we're going to be all all over the world, okay? And and Larry are going to uh, represent that kind
0: of missional Christian living. And also don't forget that you can listen to this entire broadcast again through our radio archive and program podcast. Learn more about Michael's music and teaching ministry at michaelcard.com. More after these messages, In the Studio with Michael Card. Look for next week's new edition of In the Studio with Michael Card. Join us as we hear Michael uncover lessons we need to face from the details of the life of Jesus. And we'll talk with our friend, broadcaster, and author, Chris Fabry, about creativity and following Christ in community. Challenging teaching, conversation, and as always, Michael's music that links the hour together. Hear the program and get the podcast subscription details at michaelcard.com. Once again, michaelcard.com. Welcome back into the studio with Michael Card. Coming up a bit later, it's just one big happy family around here, isn't it, Michael? Larry Warren's going to be here
1: later. Yep. The the connections uh, within the family of God are are amazing. Over time, they they grow and
0: new people come in and and, uh, others go home to be with the Lord and it gets richer and richer. Larry's with African Leadership. We're going to talk about kingdom economics with Larry. I think we could talk about that with Kay Eves, who's right here with us as well. Kay, welcome. Welcome.
4: Thank you. It's nice, nice to have you in here. the studio
0: for the first time. That's with us. right. Uh, your ministry today is
4: with international students here yeah. in Nashville, and then I also travel outside of the country.
0: So you know what it's like around much of the world. We'll talk about that. But your husband John was here at least twice that I can recall, yeah. maybe more.
1: Yeah, John, uh, and and we had known each other. Uh, John and Kay and I had, went to Western together. We were all sort of under Bill Lane's influence, so w- we've known each other for a long time. John is with the
0: Lord now. Yeah. When did John die?
4: He died in February of two thousand and four.
0: Mm-hmm. Just recently, we had uh, John on the program here by we, way of tape. We, of we replayed an interview that yeah. we'd done with him when yeah. he knew he was dying, talking yeah. about his it meant faith. So much to us to yeah. To hear John talk about that experience, Uh, now he's with the Lord, to know that that he has that. Uh, That's really amazing. But bring us up to date on your family. You you and John have three boys.
4: We do, and uh, right after John died, our our youngest graduated from high school, Mm. so um, all three boys are out of the home now, and um, two are adults and working, one with um, Lutheran World uh, ministries and then uh, my second son is in business here in Nashville but they've maintained that uh, world orientation so they're both very active in the world and and then both with internationals in their own communities to
0: be fulfilling as a parent
4: it is it really is. You don't know whether they're going to hate what you did, as, yeah, <laughs> through their childhood, or... well, so often that's that's
0: that's how it ends up.
4: <laughs> that's right. Well,
1: you've done you you've done something right then, if they've uh, well,
4: by God's come grace, on, but. Okay,
0: mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for just a moment. Um, I mean, losing a husband in at midlife is not easy any time, but midlife when you're still, you know, you've got hopes and dreams for what you might do together, and suddenly it's it's not going to happen that way.
4: That's right. I I kind of have uh, two phases in my life. I have the life goes on kind of uh, attitude, and then I saw have the life stops, and and I've I experience both even still today. Mm-hmm. Um, it you, I think everybody moves on, and and we all move on, but inside there's always that sense of loss and uh, pain mm-hmm. at the loss.
1: Well, John was a dear brother, and uh, and. And uh his ministry impacted people i mean literally I mean that's what you're still doing when you say you're traveling all over the world you're reconnecting with people that were touched by the ministry that you all shared together through interface mm-hmm. and uh i for for generations all over the world that ministry is uh is going to keep on touching people and uh and and when someone who has those kinds of connections with so many hearts all over the world um His his connection to your heart when that's broken, um, I I can't. I have a pretty good imagination, but I can't imagine
0: what Mm -hmm. that was like. I remember John sitting in that very chair saying, "Doesn't matter what happens, I win. You know, if I live, I win. If I die, I win." That That was (laughs) was his attitude. That was the "I have victory over
1: cancer"
4: speech. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And and that's part of it. And then there's the other side of it that once a person has gone there's there's the loss and there is victory in that ultimately but but there's also the sense of sorrow and that you just Deal with you learn mm-hmm. to deal with, yeah. and, and God is gracious in that. But it's real. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: real. Well, talk about life today. You travel a good deal, don't you?
4: I do. I travel a lot. Both. I, I feel my calling is to um, serve the international students here, but I also believe God has given me a mission to strengthen the church in the world. So I try to visit Christians around the world. I've been to Hungary and uh, Hong Kong. Malaysia, Indonesia, and most recently this past year I spent in Uganda because I believe that um, we need to support the Christians there. They've Mm -hmm. been forgotten by even their own country and certainly um, we haven't had to pay attention to them until recently. So um, I wanted to kind of encourage them and be there with them. Are
0: you finding that more international students are returning home after being educated in the States? or
4: I, It's a mix. A lot stay here, but they also, when they stay here, they become involved in the American community, but also in the uh, immigrant communities. And so they still have a lot of influence. Either way, the, either way, they <laughs> win. Either way, either so, way. But I see both.
1: Mm-hmm. and Interface is such a it's a wonderful ministry I think John made me appreciate this the fact that I don't have to leave Nashville to be a missionary we would do uh, events together and there would be people from 20 different countries and so if you're, you're listening out there uh, it's a great ministry to, uh, to become aware of and become a part of you you can be a missionary all over
0: the world just by staying in your community and, and reaching out to internationals yeah. and Kay, what can we do to minister to those internationals while they're here
4: well, I think really the, the first thing is to keep your eyes open for them. There, there are people from all over the world here, and sometimes you might see them in the grocery store yeah. and so looking do do? a little bewildered. Yeah. It, it's a, even okay if you see that they're struggling with the system somehow. Uh, go up to them and say, may I help you? I've had people do that to me in other countries, and it really means a lot to mm. me. So just having your eyes open within your own community, but then there are also programs like... First Friends, where you uh, befriend a student through the university. Um, there are, I think, many refugees here that various churches and Christians are reaching out to. You can get involved in those um, outreaches. So there are a number of ways that, that you can serve the international community. And, and remember that the the command to take care of widows and orphans is al- is always pa- uh, Paired with the uh, taking care of the internationals in your midst mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. the strangers, the strangers, yeah. mm. aliens, aliens is actually the word they yeah, use, but right. doesn't really come out right when, yeah. we, when we say yeah. aliens.
1: Okay, in one of your last newsletters, uh, I, I I read about something I hadn't heard of, and that is um, uh, a medical facility in in Honduras that was actually named uh, after John. It's Tell kind of a strange
4: that. connection or it's not strange once you hear the story but <laughs> mm-hmm. it seems odd because we were never in Honduras for any length of time but mm-hmm. we had a coworker worker uh, Alfredo Serrato who worked with us with international students here mm-hmm. in Nashville and during that time there was uh, hurricane Mitch came uh, mm-hmm. into Honduras it, just devastated, and so was, it devastated it mm-hmm. and Alfredo as a native Honduran uh, it really gripped his heart and so he began to do outreaches and um, restoration kinds of ministries mm-hmm. there. And as he and John talked, um, Alfredo, I think, had planned to stay here in the U.S., but John really encouraged him to look at returning to mm. his people. And, it, and Alfredo has a vision for uh, reaching widows and orphans. And he just kind of took that back with him to Honduras, and he, as he explained at the opening ceremony of the clinic that um, John had been a father, a brother, and a friend to him. Mm. But it was because of John that he had returned to Honduras, John really. Uh, challenged him to go back to his country and serve them with the giftings mm-hmm. that he had. And so it was Alfredo's vision, but I think he felt like John really challenged him in a way that, that got him to do things that um, he needed to do and mm-hmm. that God was calling him to do, but used John to encourage him And great way. story.
1: And so what do they do at the the John Eves Medical, Medical Center? Medical
4: S- Clinic. Clinic. Um, actually, there's a, a whole complex there. They're building... Um, a unique orphanage. It's It consists of uh, different group houses on one uh, property that's up hmm. on top of a mountain in Saguatápeque, Honduras. And, you, um, you've been there, Kay? I have twice. Yeah, we went for the groundbreaking ceremony and then just for the opening. Hmm. But um, the clinic is part of that orphanage compound, but they will also be taking uh, surgeons I think it might be about once a month, and they'll do clinics, surgical clinics. It has Mm -hmm. two um, almost state-of-the-art operating rooms, so they can do just about any kind of surgery that they can do here. Um, these are volunteer surgeons, who, and different ones, different times. When I was there, they had just had an orthopedic uh, clinic, and, and so children who had, been, who had received orthopedic uh, surgery so, were there. So
1: are they connected up with Vanderbilt and the doctors that come and go on that missionary
4: I'm not sure they're connected with Vanderbilt. I'm not sure anybody's there. are doctors from all over the country uh-huh. who are going that Alfredo has met through setting up the orphanage and the clinic. Isn't it amazing
0: so. how life goes on? I mean, in John's memory, they're in Honduras of all places. So. Yeah.
4: Well, there's there's kind of a family joke that we yeah. have because John was kind of a wannabe doctor. <laughs> and, and at the very least, he was a wannabe doctor. He wanted the gift of healing and he, yeah. he would love yeah. to have prayed for people and, and had them healed and yeah. and had God heal them. But um, it really that that never played <laughs> out in his life. And no, so he we, has a
0: clinic. <laughs> we looked at this clinic with
4: John's name on it and we thought, Well God has a sense of humor. That's in. a great
0: story. <laughs> Kay, thanks for coming by and bringing us up to date. We're going to keep in touch. Thank you. And uh, we can link information about what Kay is doing today. Yes, we will with uh, Interface Ministries. Look for the link on the website. And just one more
1: thing. Um, There's a reprint of a book that was written uh, telling John's story about finishing well.
4: That's right. Now
1: that's going to be available on, on the Interface website
4: that's right and it should be there by the end of the summer it should be back again it's very popular we get lots and lots of requests for the book especially after the first printing Mm -hmm. so good
0: well um, the information will be linked at michaelcard.com yeah all right well we're going to ask michael to sing okay i want you to hear this in the studio here too because this song comes as a request from a listener michael someone in pennsylvania who wrote a bible study on the lord as the suffering servant and Mm -hmm. as a part of the study the congregation sang The Basin and the Towel. Wow. It was a beautiful sound, they Good. said, and they've asked you to sing that song here in the studio. So That's I easy. ask you to do that right now. The Basin and the Towel, Michael Card at the piano. It's a great song to conclude a
1: discussion about John Eves and, yeah. and now what Kay is doing there, yeah. Great Servants.
3: upstairs room a parable is just about to come alive and while
0: during that song Kay was leaving the studio and mentioned that was john's favorite song yeah the basin and the towel well larry warren we call him bulldog has joined us here in the studio today well not
1: other, telling you any more of my secret actually actually
0: there are other people that call him bulldog but. <laughs> that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day but
5: larry welcome back thank you good to be here
0: larry's with african leadership and you're
5: based here in franklin tennessee but you're off to kenya tomorrow yes sir for a month yeah wow. one of my favorite places what are you going to be doing there well, it, uh, a variety of things. And uh, the first and most important is my kids get to go back for the first time in two years. Oh, And so they're going to be in school next week with the kids they were with before. Oh. So it's a reunion time for them. And uh, I'm going to spend time uh, uh, working on some of the situations we're funding in uh, Sudan. Uh-huh. So the supplies and everything come out of, out of Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And so meet with our partners there. And then also there's challenges to uh, we have a school of a thousand children that live on the streets in nairobi but they come to us for k-12 christian education and three meals a day seven days a week wow. every
0: time you sit in that chair i learn more of what you're doing in africa yeah it's amazing
5: well it's it's all about partnership and i thank the lord and for the people on the ground the lord's yeah. given us great people on both sides of the ocean donors and prayer partners yeah. here and then africans that are so able and committed to serve their brothers yeah, and sisters
1: that's, there that's the secret of african leadership is he has coordinated all these disparate ministries mm-hmm. and
0: gotten them to work together and that's that's been the blessing really that larry is to the kingdom i'm glad you brought that up because that's what we want to talk about for a few minutes here as it has to do with how we approach missions if you will mm. and that is that we do it backwards sometimes
5: yeah sometimes we do um, you know uh, we say in african leadership is we have so many opportunities to serve because of the the needs are so overwhelming, and then we have opportunities on this side of uh, uh, things that donors would like us to do, and uh, you know we don't want to be overly donor driven, mm-hmm. and so we have to ask ourselves: Are the activities we're involved in? What's the bottom line? The bottom line is: Did an African get blessed mm, uh, in wow. a way that honors God? Yeah. Okay. If that's what this conversation's about, if that's what this partnership's about, then we want to do it. Yeah. But if it's not, if we can't very quickly see how an African's poverty is uh, improved or his suffering is relieved or Christ will be shared in a place that it's not otherwise shared, then, w- then we've got to not be backwards. We've got to keep first things first.
0: Mm-hmm. So when we're looking to make choices and we want to invest the money that God entrusts to us back into work around the world, but we want to do it wisely, Yeah. what are some of the things we look for?
5: Well, I th- you know, uh, as I do a little fundraising, I tell people, you know, a compelling need from a credible source almost always gets the money. Mm-hmm. So, is what you're trying to do really compelling? Look and see: is it going to make a difference in somebody's life before mm-hmm. you invest? And then, second, who's the channel of blessing?
1: And compelling doesn't mean it has to be uh, melodramatic or no. a starving. I mean, no, it doesn't
5: have to be in a yeah. magazine. It yeah. doesn't have. It, it can be. Does it make a difference in somebody's life? Yeah. I, I remember the. When I first lived in Kenya in 92, we were doing Bible studies with InterVarsity, and people were coming to Christ, people were growing their faith. But every Bible study ended with prayer, and all the prayers were about money. Mm-hmm. People wanted mm-hmm. to have money to so they could send their kids to school or so their wife could go to the doctor. So basic things. And so I finally asked the guy that was leading with me, I said, don't you think maybe we should answer some of those prayers
3: mm-hmm. if it's
5: within our power? Wow. And that's how we got into things like, you know, microenterprise and— uh other creative, uh, what I call missions, but, mm-hmm. but it's not typical missions. It's not pre- street preaching. It's not crusades. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to talk more about yeah. kingdom economics, you know?
0: Yeah, well, let's talk about it. We sometimes have the impression that the money we give, we keep strings on it, you know, yeah that uh, we like it to be done our way instead of just cutting it loose to let God use it his way yeah. in the local indigenous church there.
5: Well and 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 there're two ways that we approach that. You do have to let it go in my opinion by starting with asking the people what do they need rather than us thinking what is it we want to give we'll them. We'll decide
1: what you need. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. And so uh, and there's wisdom that that you need that you need there look at the scripture what are the legitimate needs that need to be met because you know it's like every African in our pastor's training wants a church building. So mm-hmm. I always say okay well, in a New Testament Survey class. Next week, I want you to come back and give me all the verses in the Bible that talk in the New Testament, that mm-hmm. talk about church buildings, mm-hmm. given to church buildings. Well, yeah. there aren't any. Uh, <laughs> that's a loaded assignment. You know, so that helps us <laughs> well, to see what is it God's money should be used for. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to pay our teachers, we're supposed to take care of widows and orphans. And so, but second, I, I'd say there is a place where strings should be attached accountability. Accountability. That's what I'm talking about. And, 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 Above accountability is we in the West have been financially successful. Mm-hmm. So we do know how to make money. And and so we need to share that. And we need to share it in creative ways. One of the movements in the 20 and 21st century missions is microenterprise. A businessman friend of mine started a foundation called Double Harvest. And he said, I'm not going to go give away money. You don't teach people how to be self-sufficient by giving away money. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. He's what's called a micro franchiser. Huh. That's mm-hmm. a new one. Yeah. Where he's gonna invest with them. All right. And uh, and co-own things. Okay. There's micro enterprise, which is loaning. Mm-hmm. It's not a gift. Mm-hmm. It's not a gift. Set it's a, a loan. Small,
0: they set up a small business. Small and from business. The profits of that business, they pay back. Maybe the loan's only something like three hundred dollars. That's right. That's micro.
5: Yeah. In fact, the guy that won the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, His name's Muhammad Yunus, started a thing called the Grameen Bank. Uh, He just spoke here at Vanderbilt last week, and I heard him. Hmm. And now there's a a Christian ministry that's almost as big as his called uh, Opportunity International, right up there in Chicago Mm -hmm. with you. And that's what they've done. They've said, let's make capital accessible to the poor. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and so there are strings attached, Yes, but they're guidelines to right. help them be successful.
0: They're, they're not controlling strings in the sense that we're telling you what to do, right. but we right. want to know what you did so we can make sure that it's being wisely used. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. yeah,
5: yeah. 2 Corinthians 8, uh, verse 13 is what has inspired me for many years as I think about money and missions. Let me just read it. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. Hmm. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn their plenty will supply what you need. Then there will be equality. Hmm. As it is written, he he who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little didn't have too little. Hmm. Now that used to bother me for a long time. Give that there may be equality. I mean, what is that, communism? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everybody's supposed to have the same thing? Mm -hmm. Well, in in God's economy, in my opinion, you, you think about it. You guys have been around the world. For less than 5% of what you spend on almost anything in this country, you can meet an equal need for a greater number of people in the two-thirds world. Now, you got to repeat that yeah, formula. Yeah,
1: give us an example of that.
5: I'll give you an example. Of what You think what it costs to pay a public school teacher here. Mm-hmm. For 5% of that, I can hire a teacher in a school in Nairobi, Kenya, or in Ethiopia. Uh, for 2%, I can hire a teacher in Sudan. So. Or wow. let's say let's say a house, all and right? still
0: be paying fairly
5: there, paying the, the market rate. You know, uh, we're building houses for people in uh, in Uganda for five hundred dollars, and it's it's a middle class house. Okay, yeah. that's what is that one percent, one tenth of one percent uh, of what of yeah, a house here yeah, costs? Yeah, a
0: lot less than that in some cases. Huh? I'm
5: saying in God's economy, He has worked it out well, so that if the Western world would just give five or ten percent, that's what
0: the front door costs. You know, on yeah. somehow, <laughs> yeah. right? Or the paint? Yeah, uh, Larry. Thank you. You always challenge us. You know that. And tell you what, if you can stick in that chair for a few minutes, we're going to keep recording. And while you're in Kenya, we'll have another conversation with you. How that? How will that work out? For that'd you? be great. All right, that'd be great. All right, Larry Warren of African Leadership. Mike, we as always, we'll link that to our website here, so people yeah. can follow up
1: and 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 ask those who go to the website to
0: please follow that link over and find out what African Leadership is doing. And we'll be sure to pray for Larry as he's serving the Lord there in Africa. Well, we've come to the end of our time together this week in the studio with Michael Card. If you have a reaction to what's been presented today, then please get in touch with us. Send us your comments as well as your prayer requests and Bible questions to in the studio at michaelcard.com. Again, send your email to in the studio at michaelcard.com. Through the web, you can stay connected with all that's going on with this broadcast and find the links to ministries we've spotlighted when you explore michaelcard.com. Now, if you missed any part of today's program or if you'd like to listen again, we hope you'll take full advantage of our radio archive or podcast. Another way to stay connected is through the e-devotional. Information about this helpful reminder and a complete listening to Michael's music and books can be found at michaelcard.com. This program is part of the RBC Family of Ministries, and we want to encourage you to look into the extensive materials they've made available. One that has helped millions around the world is the daily devotional, Our Daily Bread. We hope you'll check out this great resource through the link to RBC at michaelcard.com. Our producer is Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for being with us in the studio with Michael Card. In the Studio with Michael Card is produced in cooperation with RBC Ministries and the Moody Broadcasting Network.